0: Welcome back to another episode of the Cast Patrol podcast. We are privileged to be joined by another special guest today. We are joined by former South Sydney Rabbitohs star and current Redcliffe Dolphins front row forward, Mark Nichols, a.k.a. The Goat. Mr. Mark Nichols, welcome to the show and how are we today?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going good. Um, excited to be here. Keen to see what you've got in, in, in store for me
2: Good Oh, we've got a, we got a massive episode in store for you um, Thanks for coming on, appreciate you giving us your time How is it up there in um, sunny Redcliffe? Are you yeah. missing Sydney or? Yeah,
0: you missing us, the South Sydney Rabbitohs or what? <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll always miss Redfern, but um, yeah, no, it's, it, it is nice up here It's um, great weather and, and a little bit, little bit less uh, hectic than Sydney So um, it's been enjoyable
0: so far Oh, that's good to hear yeah, We're missing you down here But How, how is it uh, In terms of the vibes Around camp Pre-season Is Wayne Bennett Flogging you guys already? <laughs>
1: uh, no, nah, Wayne Wayne um, Wayne always looks after us Especially the older blokes uh, <laughs> um, Yeah no It's been It's obviously been exciting uh, It's been You know Tough to try And remember everyone's names normally, <laughs> You're either sort of Going into a team Where everyone knows Everyone And you only sort of there's a few new guys or or you're already in a team and there's a few new guys that come and you pretty quickly learn everyone's names or you can ask for some help off someone. But uh, up here, we're all new. So you sort of ask someone, oh, who's that again? And they go, I (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) When did he (laughs) sign? (laughs) Yeah, we're we're learning on the fly, but it's
2: it's good. Well, if you can remember anyone's name, is there anyone that's impressed you so far at training?
1: Yeah. I'd have to, uh, I'd have to mate in from Cowboys, Tommy Gilbert. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's pretty fit and he's pretty strong. And uh, I guess you can probably see why he had the year he had last year playing origin. And, you know, I think he'll be, uh, he'll be important for us this year. Hopefully he goes, can go to another level because he's only, you know, he's only young. So it's he's still got his best footy ahead of him.
0: Especially the back end of the year. He was playing some incredible footy and hopefully it carries into the 2023 season. Um, in terms of moving to the Dolphins, obviously we've touched on it, you moved from our beloved team, we're still sad. No hard feelings. <laughs> no hard feelings. But what sort of factors influenced your decision uh, to move to the Dolphins for their inaugural season?
2: Um,
0: yeah, well, that, that's,
1: uh, you know, one of the, I guess, um, things I considered was a new team. Um, I guess that, that chance to be part of history. Uh, I was at, you know, I was at the Raiders and, um, and the Storm, you know, earlier in my career and both... Um, you know, both those teams spoke about, um, the original guys because, you know, there's sort of, I guess, recent teams compared to Souths. No one, no one was around when the, when the first, uh, 1908 team ran out, but, you know, they, they both talked about the foundations that, um, that first team laid for, for the success that they had sort of, you know, um pretty soon after they came into the comp, both Melbourne and, and, uh, well, Melbourne was, you know, the second year and then Raiders, um, you know, 89, 90, they they started having early nineties, had a lot of success. So, um, you know, they spoke about those, those original guys. So that, that was certainly, um, a factor, I guess, um, you know, coming towards the end of my career, um, thinking about what happens next. Um, you know, we had a chance to live in Queensland last year and, and quite enjoyed the lifestyle that was on offer up here. And, uh you know, funnily enough, I said to my wife at the end of our bubble, you know, I could probably live in Queensland. And, mm-hmm. and she said, yeah, me too. And then, obviously, we had no idea that the the Dolphins were on the radar. But uh, a couple months later, um, I was signing to to play for the Dolphins. And uh, I was very lucky. I, I actually still had a year to go at South. Um, and uh, I'd had the conversation when I re-signed about, you know, it was possibly going to be my last co- contract at South. So I actually had... Um, a transition to retirement job lined up. So that was that was sort of, uh, I guess, where we were at with with myself and South. And, um, you know, we had an honest conversation that what happens if, you know, someone came in and, and gave me, you know, the contract that I that I haven't had my whole career basically. And they said that they'd let me go if that happened. And, uh, you know, it, it ended up happening. So um, I'll always be grateful for JD and, and Elo and Blake Sully for, I guess, keeping their word.
0: That's good to hear that you got a bit of security, like you said, a year before, like the next season. Um, how many years is it? A one-year or two-year deal?
1: No, nah, two years. So, two-year deal.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I guess for, for me, probably, you know, I'm, I mostly signed one-year deals my whole career and then, mm. um, you know, when, when Wayne was there, he sort of gave me my first two-year contract for a long time and then, um, you know, JD backed it up last year and, um, yeah, my old mate Wayne come, come, at, come <laughs> to the party again for, a, <laughs> for, a career for another year and it means I don't have to get a real job. So, uh, <laughs>
0: not <so>. yet. <laughs> um, has Wayne given you the nod for the starting front row spot? Has he yeah. given you any indication?
1: Nah, not yet. Um, we, we, we haven't done a lot of footy yet. Um, yeah, we've still got a lot of, I guess, uh, our senior players, um, you know, getting a bit more of a break from the World Cup. You know and and as i said being in a new team we sort of we're sort of doing a lot of basic stuff at the moment we haven't done a lot of um you know a lot of 13 on 13 it's, it's sort of all been skill development and and physical development so uh i'm sure as you know we roll into um the end of this month and then into in the trials in february will uh wayne might might you know give me the wink and, and <laughs>
2: Yeah, you're, you're the starting front row in our eyes. But as a leader, do you have any short-term or long-term goals for the club?
1: Oh, yeah, I guess, um, you yeah, know, it's not lost on me that, um, you know, Wayne has brought a few of us older guys, you know, into the, into the organisation to sort of set a bit of ex- an example. You know, we've got a lot of – you know, Redcliffe have got a lot of juniors. You, you can now play uh, under sixes at Redcliffe and, and – you know, if, if you're good enough, go all the way through to play NRL. Yeah, it's um, only
2: club, right? Yeah, only
1: club in the NRL. And, um, you yeah, know, they've, they've they've got a lot of, you know, a lot of good juniors, um, 15, 16, 17. So all those guys are going to come in and be the future. And even the guys that are training with us now on, on development contracts and training trials, you know, some of them, most of them are locals. Um, yeah, with a few good kids from around, around the NRL. Um, yeah, those guys in five, ten years, they're going to be, Um, the future of Redcliffe, and I guess, you know, how us older guys sort of show the way now, um, you know, will help them for the rest of their career because I know that's, you know, what happened to me.
0: Yeah. that's. I think that's one of the annoying things that I hear, like from the media as well. Like you've heard it, they always talk about the players not signing this person, missing out on this gun, but the goal is not to launch and, put all your heart into a 2023 season yeah
2: and win the comp straight away like you got to build
0: you got to build the club and redcliffe have the juniors for it. obviously they've taken the right approach in my eyes to get a senior roster lay the platform and then develop all these youthful players that will eventually be guns in a few years time so yeah it's
1: definitely you know the way they've gone you know obviously we want to have success straight away um you know, and I think uh, I think Wayne, you know, secretly is loving the fact that everyone's writing yeah. us off, and yeah, you know, it means it means that we have no, you know, there's no expectation on us um, next year, and we can sort of just go out and rip in and 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 try and do our best. Um, but yeah, they've definitely got an eye for the future, and um, yeah, I guess there's they've always needed to be a second Brisbane team because there is so much talent up here, and uh, it means you know a lot of young kids around here don't have to move away now and, um, yeah, I've already realised there's a lot of fans up here that don't like the Broncos so they're just, (laughs) they're just jumping on the bandwagon because, you know, there's, there's a team that isn't the Broncos now in Brisbane so, um, that's exciting too.
2: Is Um, there any, um, young kid that may make their debut this year that we should look out for? Because we, we play super coach and we're always looking for like a nice cheapie.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, Isaiah Katoa showed a little bit in the World (laughs) Cup but, um, you know, I think he, uh, yeah, for, for a young guy, he's, he's pretty level headed and, um, you yeah, know, physically he's got all the attributes um, of a first grader. And uh, I think, yeah, I think eventually he'll get a chance this year and, and show everyone what he can do. Uh, I think, he, um, yeah, he's,
2: he's one to look out for, definitely. Do you reckon he'll be kicking goals? <laughs> any inside word? I don't know,
1: actually. I'll, I might have to put my hand up and say, yeah. <laughs> have you ever kicked any goals? I kicked a couple in Toyota Cup. Um, no way. You know, this is back in the day now. But, um, yeah, I I, uh, I won a – like we had um, we had like a shoot-off at training during the week and um, we Dugues and Croats had just gone up from our 20s team to start playing regular first grade. And so we sort of lost two kickers back-to-back. And then um, both our halfbacks were – or our halfback and 5'8 were in doubt for the weekend. So the coach was like, you know, if, if – they don't play. We don't really have a kicker, man. so we had a had a shoot off, and then like five minutes into the game, our five eight got injured, and so I actually had to kick. I
2: was sort of you, you know, no, had to no go way, kick. and you were playing front row at the time.
1: No, nah, I was playing on the edge, uh, <laughs> and so I kicked all right because I didn't like. There was no expectation, I guess. So I kicked um, I kicked four from six, I think it was, and then Not the bad. next week. Um, I've missed one from pretty much in front and we had a goal, oh. so I got the
2: sack. Oh. <laughs> Lost your kicking license after that. Yeah, bro. yeah. It's
0: yeah. not your fault. It's not your fault, but uh, that would have been incredible for Supercoach. Imagine a front yeah. roller that can kick goals. Uh, but we played every year. Do you ever check your Supercoach or fantasy scores? And uh, if you do, do you ever try and throw the odd offload here and there?
1: <laughs> no, I um, I, every, I know when I've had a good game because someone will message Say so, Yeah, thanks for... Uh, Thanks for getting the fantasy points up there, but um, yeah, a lot, unfortunately, as you said, there's a lot of points in um, in being a tackle breaker and an offloader, and I don't really do <laughs> either of them. So um, yeah, it's always nice when you score a try because you know you, you know you're going to get good fantasy points for that. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. You broke um, a five-year try-scoring drought with uh, South Sydney in 2020 against the Newcastle Knights in round 10. Uh, what memories do you have of that game and your dr- drought-breaking try?
1: Um, I think it was, I, I sort of came on, uh, you know, in the second half and we were, we weren't going real well. I think we were down by, uh, you know, two or three tries. So I sort of scored and was, uh, you know, stoked to score a try, but then couldn't really celebrate because we were losing and there wasn't long left in the game. So we, probably, <laughs> we had this miracle comeback. Um, but yeah, I was, as I said, I was just happy to, uh, to get off the nudie because I had a, I had a disallowed one earlier in the year. Um, I think Renault would put like a kick in and it had ricocheted off, uh, the opposition player and I was clearly offside, but the ball was like right there in front of me, and I haven't scored a try in five years. So, you know, <laughs> I was diving to put it down, I can hear Ethan Low behind me going like, "Leave it, leave it," because he he was going to score the try.
2: <laughs> no bloody way!
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was, like, it was like a kid that's told not to uh, not to eat the candy and then left in the room by himself. I just couldn't help myself; it was right there. And I, and, um, so yeah, I was happy to happy to get a try. Always happy to score tries.
0: Does the nudie run actually exist? Do they make you do it at training, or is it something else? Um- no,
1: I think it's um, it certainly existed early in my career, but it's sort of been knocked on the head uh, yeah. over time. Unfortunately, with with camera phones and yeah. um, you know, uh, I guess political correctness, it's sort yeah. of uh, it's sort of yeah been been uh, I guess. Dead and buried, but um, it's always fun to give banter to whoever yeah. has to about the nudie run that they have to do, but it never
0: ends up happening. Never happens.
2: Yeah, yeah it's probably a bit of a motivator, I guess. But um, you have the best nickname in the game, the Goat. Everyone wants to know where did it come from and who gave it to you.
1: Oh, it's a bit of a funny story, but it it, um, it, it came from when I when I first came to South. Um, you know, that, that first year with see was sort of playing off the bench um, and a few fans on Instagram and, and Facebook and whatnot used to uh, sort of just like rip into me after games and sort of say I was, I was taking a spot in the team and stealing <laughs> someone. And, um, and then sort of it, throughout the next season uh, under Wayne when I, I played almost every game and, um, you know, a, a few other fans sort of started sticking up for me and, um, you know, someone obviously sarcastically said he's the goat leave him alone (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: and then it sort of just snowballed from there and I remember um the start of the 21 season and um and my brother-in-law was like there's heaps of fans that like on the Instagram that call you the goat and he's like (laughs) like, all the time whenever they put a post up of you um and then obviously that that year I I sort of um had a great year We, we went on a you know, a run to the grand final. I scored those two tries against the Roosters and it just sort of exploded. And I guess the social media team jumped on board and, and all the boys sort of, I guess, jumped on board as well. And, you know, originally I sort of was a bit, well, I don't, you know, I don't call me that. Like, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Clearly not the greatest of all time.
0: Uh, <laughs> now you embraced it. <laughs> but yeah, with
1: with nicknames, obviously the more you sort of fight them at the start, the, the more they seem to stick and, and now I've, yeah, I've definitely embraced it. I've actually got a, um, a beer coming out in a couple of weeks called the Flippin' Goat. So,
2: really? No way. Yeah.
1: What type of beer is it? Uh, it's just a bit of a lager. Um, okay. I'm told it's uh, similar to a sort of great northern. Um, okay. Pretty easy drinking and... Um, I'm sort of just just finalising the design now, but it's it's a um, a goat riding a uh, riding a dolphin. So <laughs> oh, that's
2: sick. Oh, we'll definitely have to plug that on our socials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's I the to, goat uh, beer, the yeah, goat for
1: I'm go- hoping, <laughs> hoping to get it online. Uh, in a couple
0: of weeks.
2: so You have to send some over. We'll do a review or something and shout <laughs> you out yeah, the story. Good.
0: <laughs> yeah, <it's> good. <laughs> uh, you touched on uh, Wayne Bennett and how he sort of gave you that chance and you played some great footy under him. Um, as a player, you were, your form was just exponential, just kept getting better and better, especially in the 21 season. So how did it feel to be coached by one of the best in rugby league and how did it influence you off and on the field? Yeah, I,
1: I, I've told this story, you know, a few times now, but... Um, I still remember when Wayne, you know, was sort of announced that Wayne was coming to the club just for Christmas and we'd had the whole thing with, um, you know, Steve's leaving and, and Wayne coming. Uh, and I wasn't sort of, yeah, I I, uh, I sort of considered myself, you know, not the flashiest player and a bit of a worker. And I, and I looked at that Broncos team that he was coming from and it was full of young, you know, powerful, aggressive forwards. And I sort of, I guess I was a bit worried, you um, I knew I knew from uh, Raiders that Sean Fenson was there and wasn't getting a run, and I sort of I guess considered myself a similar sort of player, um, maybe just a little bit a little bit taller than Feno. But <laughs> um, you know, when when Wayne came, we sort of I think we had about a week or two before Christmas, and then uh, a week after the Christmas break, sort of like mid January, and he had we had a team meeting, and then he sort of said to me and Junior Tatala, you know, can you two stay in after the meeting? And he said, oh, you know, I've watched every game from last season now. I've watched you guys train now for a couple of weeks. And he said, you know, I'm going to. you're both NRL players. I don't care what's happened, you know, before now and who's, who's previously coached you or whatever. But he goes, I've been around long enough to know you two guys are NRL players. Um, he said, I'm going to pick you both for round one off the bench to play front row. Um, he said, I don't care what happens between now and then, the trials. But he basically said, you know, you've got eight weeks till round one. You're there, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, just start training like you're the first grade players that you are. And yeah, I guess for me, I'd always been on the fringe. Um, you know, not knowing whether I was going to be in the team, and even when I was in the team, not where, sort of not knowing when I was going to get the tap on the shoulder to say, "Mate, you're going back to reserve grade." Uh, so to have so to have someone like Wayne come out, you know, so far from round one, and just sort of say, "I don't care what happens, I'm going to pick you." I just yeah, it gave me some belief and um, you know, from then on I, I just sort of didn't want to let him down and yeah, you know, Junior was obviously the same. Um, yeah, from that point on. Yeah, three years later we were both starting in a grand final. Um and, you know, he had he went out to another level last year. So uh, it just I guess it just shows um what Wayne can do, to a player and, and the belief and confidence he can put in him.
0: 100%. And he was right because the power combo between you and Totola proved massive for that 21 run. Even the 22 season, uh, when you were even out for a bit, form sort of dipped in the forwards, just a bit of go forward. But, yeah, he was obviously right. Totola's been incredible. Yeah, he was our yeah. player
1: of the year, wasn't he? Yeah, he won um, George Biggins, so
2: he had a great year. Great year. Jesus. Uh, so we know Wayne Bennett, is he's the people's person, like – what does he do off, off the field, like, behind closed doors that we don't know about? Like, what's your, what's your best memory of Wayne?
0: Because he doesn't let on to much to the media. He's a bit of a straight-faced operator.
2: He doesn't give much away, but, um,
1: no, he's, he's, he actually just enjoys being around the boys. Um, you know, I remember when he first came, he, he sort of, we had lunch, and most of the, like, we sort of always train in the morning at the house, come off the field, get lunch, and sort of eat in our locker room. And um, you know Wayne came in and sort of started eating his lunch, and everyone went real quiet because there's you know like the teachers in there, and and, uh, and he was sort of like you know what's going on? Like you know you can talk about what you do on the weekend. I don't care. Like I want to know what you've got up to. Um, and then he, he like he just he just enjoys sort of being around the boys and and knowing what's going on in everyone's life. And, and I you know I guess that's how he works out. You know what makes players tick and how he needs to coach them. And um, you know one thing that probably people don't know, is he actually you know, loves getting in the gym. Um, Does he? Yeah, he, he, he reps out like 80 kilos on the bench press. He's actually <laughs> He gets That's on the, better, the, better than you. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gets on, the, gets on the chin-ups, but it, it's funny because if the boys are in there and, and playing bad music, he sort of comes in and unplugs the unplugs the music. If he doesn't like it, and then if you're sort of like mid-bench, he, he sort of just like puts on what he wants to lift, and then he, just, <laughs> he doesn't care if you're – he, he owns the, the
2: joint. What does he listen He's got to, to, Wayne? get
1: around and go. Oh, okay, we'll wait till Wayne finishes to continue. Our- <laughs>
0: <laughs> what does he? What does he listen to in the gym? What's his uh, go-to playlist?
1: Nah, it's got to be like country or, or right. from like 60s or 70s. <laughs> 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 or, or buddy, it gets filthy. Classic <laughs>
0: Wayne. Um, obviously, he was a massive part in taking South Sydney our team to the grand final. Uh, did you ever anticipate playing in a grand final? When you first joined South and becoming a starting player eventually, was that always in mind?
1: Oh, definitely not to, um, to be a starting player, but um, you know, I remember when I signed at South, um, you know, I looked at the team and there were still like eight or nine guys who had won that um, grand final in 14 that were still in the team. And I still thought you know, that we'd we played in the year before. I'd, one of the games that I had played for Melbourne the year before was against South. Um, and they had it you know they're really strong through the forwards um, yeah so I knew coming to South there was still a good team there um, you know and as, as it turned out there is there is a good team there and um, you know played four premiums and a, and a GF uh, in the five years I was at South. we just couldn't couldn't quite get the uh, get over the last little bit um, but yeah there's yeah there's and there's still you know there's still going to be a good team there this year because uh, you know, a lot of the guys that were there, you know, it's pretty much only me going, so I don't think they're going to miss too much. Um, (laughs) Big Dave will take over or or Humme or someone like that.
0: Um, Dave is incredible for a young kid. uh, Adrian's actually got a story tackled him against the wall once and made him cry.
2: Apparently, I'm the only person who made him cry. We're playing knee footy when we're like seven or something. And I just reeled him into the wall head first (laughs) and he was like boring his eyes out. So I got that over him. (laughs) Yeah, literally quite, squish me now he's fine. huge literally, that, that's it
0: <laughs> uh what can you remember about the 20 uh grand, 21 grand oh, let or? me get the tissues one sec yeah let's cry yeah.
1: <laughs> um yeah oh mate it's it's funny like the the end's just a bit of a blur uh, luckily I, I had my daughter at the time and I just remember sort of cuddling her um yeah, you know, I sort of, I haven't gone back and watched it. Uh, no, neither f-
2: have we. you feels feel sick. Yeah. I,
1: I, I remember the start. Um, yeah, it was just so quick. It was the quickest game I'd played ever. And, um, yeah, it felt like i sort of just got out there. And then, I, you know, then all of a sudden I was off. Um, and then, yeah, I just, when we scored that like, try in the corner... Uh, <sighs>
2: when I was, when kick this for sure... Um, On his good side, like, eat yeah. for breakfast. He did it all year. Oh, it's, not,
0: it's not his fault. We can't blame him. It no. hurts.
1: No, no, it's not his fault. But, um, yeah, no, it, I guess um, I guess the memory that sort of sticks with me now, too, is, like, it was just, you know, it was a bit weird because we were in the bubble in Queensland. And I just think, like, you know, how hectic it would have been if we, you know, played that grand final in Sydney and had Redfern and... would
2: have uh, gone off. All the...
1: South fans, um, yeah, we sort of, I guess, got a glimpse of it through sort of Instagram and people painting their houses and stuff like that. But I think it would have been another level if we were, if we were there. Um, but you know, to get to get to a grand final and, and nearly win, as you said, when I came to South, so I would have taken that um, straight away. So, uh, is yeah, that is can.
0: that the highlight of your playing career so far? Oh,
1: it's sort of yeah, I guess a highlight and a low on in the same yeah token because. Um, I guess for a, for a guy been on a fringe for so long uh, to then start in a grand final and uh, yeah it's it's hard not to be a whole lot but then yeah it's sort of you don't I sort of don't yeah. want to remember It's it.
0: frustrating as well because obviously you were at the club and us watching as fans um, so many prelims. Like if you said to anyone, hey, would you want your team to be in the top four every season for the next five years? Yeah, it's so bittersweet because you see where some teams at the bottom would kill to be where Souths are. Yeah, I mean he oh, just hurts.
2: Knocked out by Panthers three years in a row doesn't seem yeah. well either.
1: Even even this year, like I've you know I know I've started here at the Dolphins, but um, yeah, you know, a few players said, "Oh, you know you guys had him on the ropes at twelve nil," and oh. Oh, I was like, "Oh no, remind
0: us, <laughs> yeah, Yeah <I know. laughs> uh, uh. Especially yeah, sort of the that, probably given you
1: some. Yeah, even that year down, um, you know, in, in nineteen when we went down to Canberra, I was sort of so confident going
2: oh, into that, so game
1: that we were going to win um,
2: against your old club as well. That would have hurt Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess,
1: I guess the the thing with losing all those prelims is we didn't go into any of them as favourites, but uh, it would have been nice to just to jag one of them and. In a great final, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. No, no more sadness, no more 100%. sadness. Let's, do, let's, do let's a bit bring of, it back up. Let's bring it back up.
0: So you played against, played with and against some great players. Uh, who chats the most shit on the rugby league field? As we know, you played with Cody Walker and Reynolds, who by all reports are the biggest pests in any yeah. club. But who yeah. talks the most shit or gives in to you? On the field.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. I guess the, the, anyone who's played those two probably says them too. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no one. Yeah, you know, it's like to be to be fair, the NRL is so quick these days. Like, <sighs> and everyone sort of knows everyone too. Like, it's there's like one degree of separation between every player because most players have been to, yeah been to heaps of clubs. But um, yeah, there's sort of always stuff said It's sort of just forgotten about by the end of the game. You shake hands and yeah, say say good luck for the rest exactly. of the year. But What's no what one,
0: happens on the field stays on the field.
1: Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I think. So, yeah, no, no one that's, that I've, that I've yeah. really remembered and like oh, that guy talks a lot of crap. <laughs> Will Chambers, maybe. He, oh, he, um, yeah. yeah,
0: everyone always says Chambers. He's always up. Like,
1: yeah, he was actually chirping. pretty big. Especially when I was at Melbourne and, um, you yeah, know, when you're on his team, it was pretty funny.
2: I guess it's the same. <laughs> <Yeah. way. laughs> if you're on their team, it's all right. It's all right, 100%. Uh, let's touch a bit on your early career. Like, how did you get into footy? Was it always an ambition of yours? Did you grow up playing footy?
1: Yeah, I started when I was four. Um, wow, grew up in Leeton, and my uh, my dad played first grade, yeah, you know, for the local Leeton Greens, and my uncle played as well. Um, so, mum's brother and um, you know my my pa was sort of like president um, of the club and used to line, you know, paint the lines um, on a Sunday morning. And and my nan and pop were both major sponsors, so we sort of like rugby league was just everything and and back then um you know there was wasn't as much coverage on tv so of had to wait for like a delayed game on a friday night and i was you know as a young guy i was in bed and then you know on sunday i was down watching my dad and my uncle play instead of uh the four o'clock game on a sunday so sort of like i remember you know being a young kid all i wanted to do is play for the greenies because that's what my dad and uncle did and um it wasn't until i sort of I guess hit my teen years that I realised there was an NRL, and um, <laughs> that was that was probably a bit more of a, a bit more of a pinnacle than um, playing Leighton and greatest. Did uh, it
0: come? Did it come natural to you? Like, were you always a big body forward? Um, always had a motor, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I was always tall. Um, I think I've got like a photo when I'm in under twelves, and um, there's sort of like a row of kids like on one day, and then there's a. The second row of kids standing up. <laughs> it was me and my dad just standing at the back, and I'm sort of A like.
0: child. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much just as towards as dad, but I was I was just like skin and bone. Um, you know, when, when I first started at Canberra in like under 15s uh, or under 16s, I was 15 when I started, and um, yeah, they wanted me to put weight on, and um, one of the things that they told me to do was like put skim milk powder in everything that I had yeah, with, really, so, yeah. like I put skim milk powder, like on my wheat bix and in my smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got mates from school now, that just like pay me out about my skim milk powder, and how it never worked. Um,
2: but yeah. Were you ever in the back line, or were you always a forward?
1: No, because I, I always played edge back row. Okay. Um, so, I, pretty much like every year from when I was about 15 to like 22 or 23, I always managed to play like one or two games in the centres. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, once I, um, once I <laughs> too made much, the, too much it, powder.
0: It, <laughs> yeah, way too much powder for the centres.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was maybe like a kilo grain, but about yeah. half, <laughs> half a week. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no. I once I sort of, I guess it was the, the reason I probably played edge was because I, I was like tall and skinny. Uh, but the speed, I, I, I eventually I got to the point at the radius where. Um, Dave Ferner sort of sat me down one off season. Uh, I think it might have been my first year out of 20s and said, you know, like I just don't see you playing first grade on an edge because you're not, you're not quick enough and you're not powerful enough. Um, he sort of just said, you know, if, if you're going to play in a row, it's going to be in the middle. Um, so we're going to start training you there this preseason. And um, that next year I sort of played a bit of edge and a bit of middle. And then later in the year, they had a few injuries in the front row. So I debuted um, off the bench in front row and, so I didn't look back from there.
0: Amazing. What do you remember from your debut? Obviously, it's a, a, a bit of a while ago now, but what can you remember?
1: Well, yeah, I I, um, I remember just like the relief of getting there, I guess, because you sort of, you know, from about 17 to 18, I realised it's probably a you know, possibility to get to the NRL. But, um, yeah, still had a lot of hard work. So, yeah, by the time I sort of got there at 22, um, it was just more of a relief, I guess, that you're going to, Live out your childhood dream, and you know, like anyone says, they just want to play one game. Um, you know, so you, to get told that you're going to play that one game, um, is pretty exciting. And then we actually, as you know, we sort of were out going real well at the, at the Raiders. Uh, we sort of like last or second last. Um, we're playing a Dragons team that you know had sort of won a comp a couple of years before that. Um, sort of like Ben Hornby, Matt Cooper, Gaznia, like all those guys. Um, and there I was, you know, running out twenty minutes into the game. To, That's sort of, surreal. Yeah, and um, and then we, we sort of went on a bit of a run, um, and and ended up making the finals from like last to second last, which you sort of don't really see that often anymore. And um, it was like by the end, I was sort of like, you know, this this is so easy, this first grade business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to play ten years and make half a million dollars every year. But uh, the reality sort of sort of hit a couple of years later. Um, but yeah, no, it was just it was just a, such a enjoyable ride um, that first year, and uh, yeah, I was gonna have great memories of it.
2: Yeah, that's good. But then after that, it took you a few few years to get into the groove and get like actual time in first grade. Was there ever a bit of head noise? Ever self doubt? Did you ever want it to quit during those years or anything?
1: Yeah, but, yeah, it's probably a good five years between um, that debut year and when I ended up at South, and. Um, I sort of got a bit frustrated at Canberra. I I never really doubted my ability to play first grade because I felt like whenever I played first grade, I handled it. And, yeah, whenever I played reserve grade, I was one of the better players on the paddock. So I sort of knew that I was there or thereabouts. Um, But I guess, you know, sometimes there was a couple of times there where I questioned whether it was worth it, Um, you know, sort of rocking up every day for that grind and trying to, you know, prove yourself week in week out and then sort of not really getting the chances that you think you deserve um, yeah that that became quite frustrating um, at Canberra and then in the end that's why I made the decision to leave I could have stayed at Canberra and um, I guess stayed where I was comfortable but I wasn't sort of getting played so I you know I had the opportunity to, to sort of go to a couple of other clubs and one of them was Melbourne and it was you know the worst deal on the table um, at the time but I just you know, I was 25 and I sort of felt like I hadn't proven myself yet as an NRL player, and the best place to do that was Melbourne, who sort of, you know, for years I've been watching guys like in my position go down there and play Origin. So I thought, you know, that could be me. Let's give it a go. <laughs> yeah. And luckily at that stage, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a missus or kids to consider. I sort of could just make that decision myself and take the worst deal on the table and, and, and just see what happens. And, you know, in the end, I went down there and I. I definitely improved as a footy player because that's just what an organisation does. But um, you know, I, I didn't play as much first grade as I probably would have liked. I think I only played nine games in in sort of two years, and uh, I probably would have said that was a failure if I if I'd um, you know looked at that when I was going down there. But it was hard not to get you know it's hard to get frustrated when I was down there because they played a grand final, won a grand final, and pretty much all the front rows would play an original. Or New Zealand, so I was you know a tough team to crack into.
2: Yeah, exactly. As you said, like everyone who goes to Melbourne suddenly becomes a gun. Is it the system? Is it Bellamy? What do you put it down to?
1: I think it's it's a bit of you know it's it's the combination. It's you know, Craig's obviously a great coach, and um, you know they they're a well-oiled machine, and the organisations run well. And um, can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um is that is that your little girl? Yeah, yes, yeah, the little one. Um How old is she now? Four months. So four months. Fresh. Yeah, you have two your, kids, right? Yeah, I
1: think the the toddlers down there probably stirring <laughs> Yeah. <up her. laughs> so yeah, no, but um yeah, it's obviously that's what the storm had done well for for twenty odd years and um you yeah, know, I was glad that it, yeah, by the time I'd got to Southside, improved as a footy player, which I guess is all you can ask for. Um, you know, in, in anything you do. And so, yeah, you know, I went to Souths confident that um, I was a better player, and you know, there was a chance to play some first grade there, and I just had to prove it. And in the end, I probably yeah you know, achieved more than even I thought I was going to.
0: Hundred percent, it worked well for your career. In terms of Melbourne Storm and their training rituals, they always do the army camp the pre Did you have to do that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it is it a nightmare?
1: It's uh it is tough. It's like, you know, they they just you don't sleep for two nights, so uh, that's probably the thing that I struggle with the most. But you know, in saying that you sort of everyone who's new to the club has to do it. So, you know, I did it with guys like Scott Drinkwater who were straight out of school. Um and I'd oh, wow. sort of done done a few at the Raiders. So um you know, I guess every time I was struggling, I just looked at a couple of the younger kids that were sort of straight out of school and just left mum and dad's house and realised I wasn't doing that bad. <laughs> what
0: was the what was the toughest thing they made you do during those uh, two nights, three days? Oh, I, I,
1: it, it's like the not sleeping is the tough thing. You know, the second night, you sort of had to do like a silent walk and you got like a heavy backpack on and you're just like walking the same track and it felt like we were for hours and like you're looking up at the sky and you think like, oh, I can see the sun coming up, but it's it's not. It's like you go for another hour and you're like, no, nah, the sun's not coming up. You're
0: just hallucinating, seeing things.
1: Pretty much, yeah. And then, and then, you know, we sort of finished that and they gave us like a Mars bar and a can of Coke and then took us out to like bush and just like drop, dropped you off like one by one and sort of said, you know, you've got to stand guard and, you know, don't fall asleep. If we catch you, you there'll be penalties and you let your team down and stuff like that. And so you sort of like every noise you like, you, they give you, like, like, a fake gun and you sort of, like, um, because they give you the, the, the Coke and the, like, Mars bar, you sort of, like, at the first half an hour, it's easy. You're, like, sort of buzzing It and, sugar Yeah, high. You, know, you sort of, like, crash and you haven't slept for two nights and you're sort of, like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> um, but it's funny. They sort of say, like, it's the same guys that have been running it ever since Craig was there. And oh, wow. They do, like, a report at the end of the, the camp about, sort of, yeah, what, what you what sort of, I guess, person and character you have and and attributes that you can bring to the storm. And, um, you know, Craig sort of said they haven't been wrong about blokes. Mm. But, yeah, there's probably only a couple of blokes that they've got wrong uh, in his time there, you know, we're talking about a couple of hundred players. So, um, yeah, it's interesting.
0: You have to be resilient throughout camp. We see um, you do a lot of good things in the community, like you talk to universities, companies. What What sort of message do you try and – present to them
1: yeah i, I think i just yeah you know, sort of talk about my career and just you know i guess the adversity that I faced early on and how sometimes i didn't handle it the best mm. uh, um, yeah and then just sort of try to talk about having a i like guess a bit more of a positive and growth mindset to, to setbacks because you know we all have them in sport in life you know it doesn't matter who you are or what you do, you have setbacks. Uh, it's just the nature of life. And sometimes, you know, how you react to them, you know, determines how quickly you get over it and move on. And, um, yeah, I tell, tell a story of, um, yeah, early in my career at, at the Raiders, um, that, sorry, it was, it was after my, my rookie year. And I'd had a really good preseason. Um, sort of trained really good. I'd, I'd, um, you know, sort of got a bit stronger and and stuff like that. And got to the through the trials and Dave Ferner had said, you know, I'm going to pick you ahead of, I don't know who yet, but I'm going to pick you ahead of Tom Leroy, Lars or or Brett White. You know, I'm going to play one reserve grade for round one and and you're going to be the other front rower. You know, I was sort of like, wow, like they both sort of just played Origin. This is pretty big for me. And uh, we played round one at Penrith and got blocked. Beaten by forty, and yeah. um, and then, and then sort of like you know, they've come into the review and said, "I'm going to change the team." Um, you know, if, if we get the same performance this week, and then we played the Titans uh, up there. It was like forty-five degrees, and oh. um, they, they were always talking about calling the game off. It was so hot, and then um, oh, yeah. and we got pumped again by like another thirty or forty
2: points.
0: Oh,
2: God. <laughs> you
1: knew Both the hook was coming. Yeah. But, both games, had sort of only played, like, 15 minutes. Um, so you know, it wasn't your fault. Yeah, so we're going to Monday, uh, review meeting, and he sort of says, you know, like, I said I'm going to make changes, so I'm going to make changes, and, you know, he, he sort of drops one player from the team, and it's the, the guy who's played the least amount of minutes, and is like, the youngest guy on the team, and it was oh. me. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I was filthy. I was, like, you know, clearly not my fault, like... Yeah. Know, drop one of the guys that's get paid half a million dollars and plays. Yeah, you know, yeah. Credits, um, <laughs> if, you, if you want to drop someone, but um, yeah, I just sort of like I remember it was yeah. the Wednesday night it was used to be union Camera, I was like, you know, stuff. This I'm going out, um, <laughs> you know, and then like Saturday, I played reserve grade and it was like, oh, I'm going to go out again. You know, I was sort of young and, and single and kicking stones, and but it sort of like continued on for a couple of weeks, and then I sort of got in this habit of you know like not, just not trying as much as at um at training And always try to make the coach feel sorry for me but like he's moved on weeks ago he's yeah. made this <laughs> like um you know and, and in the end the thing that um uh, sort of like after about four or five weeks of this and you know by this stage i was playing terrible in in reserve grade and um and there was finally an injury uh, in the front row and I thought, oh, it's, you know, it's my chance to get back in the team and he picked, um, you know, who's my good mate at the time, Always oh, still a good mate, but good mate at the time, Paul Vaughan, uh, you know, to make his debut and that was sort of, I guess, the reality check on needed that, um, you know, football moves so quick if you're, you know, kicking stones and worried about yourself, it just it doesn't matter, you know, like
2: someone exactly. else will come and yeah, take you. You said
0: that they've moved on. That's yeah, crazy. One, yeah. One week yeah. you're
2: starting, and two weeks later you're back in reserve grade, and they don't even consider you after that. It's pretty tough.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I just sort of talk about that. And, yeah, you know, if, if if I had had a positive mindset and sort of said, well, you know, instead of sort of, I guess, trying to make the coach feel sorry for me, instead of say, well, I'll show you, um, you know, I could have been back in the team in a couple of weeks and never looked back. But after that, a couple of weeks after that, I sort of, broke my arm and I was out, oh. you know, season ending injury, I was out for like 16 weeks and uh, you know, the season had gone from, you know, such a high to, to work so hard to get to the point where I was going to play ahead of a, an origin player and then, you know, by the end of the year, I've you know, missed more than half a year with injury and, you know, don't know when I'm going to play first grade again. I so, you
0: can turn around. Yeah,
1: just, um, you know, it's just, as I said, I, I sort of learned down in Melbourne a bit more about having a positive mindset and, and took it to South and I felt it just worked well for me. So sort of the message I try and get across if, if someone's willing to uh, to book me as a guest speaker.
2: That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, really good. It's, it's great that yeah. you do that for the community. Yeah, that's a
2: great message. We also want to know, did you look up to any players when you were growing up? or did you mould your game based on anyone? You mentioned Sean Fenson before.
0: Was there anyone else? Because apparently, all the youngsters these days are looking up to the goat. They yeah. want to be the next goat.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, a to know there's, there's some, some kids out there that want to be the goat. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I guess I was an edge back rower and, um, yeah, I used to always love watching, um, Ryan Hoffman play at the yeah. school. So I thought I could play a bit like him. Um, I remember <clears throat> when I was in SG Ball and, You know, my coach had said, oh, you know, you've got more talent than than Joe Picker had at his age. And Mm. um, Joey was playing first grade on the edge outside Campo and that was when Terry Campese was sort of, like, unstoppable. And, you know, I think for that sort of, um, yeah, just sort of lit a fuse, I guess, a little little bit in me. I went home and printed off a picture of Joey playing first grade and put it on my wall. Um, Yeah, I, I guess... As I said, it was about seventeen, eighteen when I realised that it was, you know, a, a possibility to play NRL, and, and from then I, that's all I wanted to do. And I guess when I when I sort of um, started playing first grade, someone I, I remember looking at and and really admiring how he played was Jesse Bromwich. So when I ended up at Melbourne under him, I was just you know I was blown away. He just had it everything for a front row. He could step mm. you, you could play at the top of you, he could pass. Um, and now yeah.
0: Redcliffe together, Yeah, good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, it'll be good to play some footy with him next year.
0: He's a very hard player to tackle. Is Who's the hardest player for you in the NRL to tackle? <laughs>
1: um, well, I, uh, I, I don't know. Look at, <laughs> uh, probably, like, someone like Tamalolo is always pretty tough. You know, he's sort of low to the ground. He's got good footwork. But, um, yeah, he's also got good leg speed, so he gets. Mm. Get on top of you pretty quickly, but um, I probably cop the most crap from my mates for um, <laughs> from trying to tackle Sean Johnson in the nines. Uh, <laughs> there's like a, there was a year I was playing for the Raiders in the nines, and um, and Sean Johnson stepped like the whole team, but um, there ended up being a photo of me like on the ground and completely missed him and oh. it ended up being like the the front photo for the program the next year so like oh. up the next year and there's this like memory of you know that i've tried to erase on the front of the program but the, the funny thing was we played the warriors and i'd missed him again oh. and there was like an identical photo the only way you could tell the difference was that the kids were completely different but otherwise it was like the exact same, same. Me on the ground and him just, just running past
0: me for air. Yeah, Step by SJ You're not you're not the first one to get stepped by him. Nah, uh, and especially in the nines. Yeah, uh, yeah. nice. He was so much beast. room.
2: He has so many highlight reels. The game was made for him. And unfortunately, you were one of them. <laughs>
0: yeah. What about um? What about at South Sydney? Someone like Latrell Mitchell. You see how damaging he is on the field. It, did you ever have yeah. to try and tackle him? Does he go
2: hard at training? Or is it like or does he just save for the field?
1: He doesn't even go hard, but he's still <laughs> hard to track tackle. Like he's only doing fifty percent and. Uh, and he still can't get onto him, but his upper yeah, body no,
0: strength's he, ridiculous. Yeah, he's
1: actually like, you know, so quick. So, mm. um, you know, and he, and he is like so barrel chested. So mm. you sort of try and go low, and he can fend or step, mm. or he can, you know, use his legs like his power and his legs to just bump you. Um, but then if you go up top, you're like completely no chance. Um, true. So yeah, he 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 is very hard to tackle a trail.
2: He's, um, he's probably one of the best players you've played with, but you also have played with a few other guns. Who is your favourite to play alongside?
1: Oh, geez. It, it'd be tough to say off the top of my head one. Um, yeah, Latrella was, <coughs> was just one of those special players, a bit like Sammy mm-hmm. Burgess. So you just, you know, when you're in the sheds getting dressed and ready to go and play footy and you see him, you know, getting dressed beside you, it's, you know, you just just gives you a bit more confidence. Um, but, I, you know, I also played with only a couple of games, but with Cam, Coops and Billy. Uh, Future Immortals. Yeah, and, um, like, I just remember one time we sort of had a penalty and Coops and was, like, you know, called the, the set that he wanted to put on and he sort of, like, within, like, five seconds quickly, like, rearranged me, Nelson and whoever else was in the middle at the time so that, like... We all would have our best carry, and he sort um, was sort of like, You go, you go play one, you go play two, you play three, you get the decoy here. And like, it was all like he'd said it in like five seconds, but geez. all three of us understood what he wanted. And um, I remember thinking, Yeah, like he's playing this game five minutes ahead of everyone else. Like,
0: <laughs> you see, these sports him. as well. He's just so so much smarter than the whole panel. <laughs> you yeah, home, and you, home, you're like, What did he just say? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And then, and then he had obviously, he had you know, Cam. Smith would, was able to execute it, and then you know when he finally gets the you know the play that he wants, and he and he's got Billy out the back. Um, Perfect.
2: Incredible. Uh, yeah,
1: that was sort of unbelievable. Them through.
2: Do you have any like superstitions or pre-game rituals you do every game? Oh, <laughs> my wife would probably say I do, but uh, what would she say? <laughs> she probably say I have to eat spag bowl, but yeah. uh,
0: <laughs> Card load. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess it's like something from your childhood. Uh, I know a lot of the boys, yes, you know, sort of got the same um, mm. to the point that now where we, when we have away games, that spag bowl is one of the options because oh, really? I guess, yeah, I guess a lot of us grew up as kids eating, you know, that old, yeah. uh, the old theory of carbo loading. Uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, spag bol is, I guess, one of those meals that you can cook. Pretty quickly and, and pretty cheaply, and it still tastes pretty good. Doesn't matter how bad you are. So, and um, <laughs> seems to be a footballer's choice of of uh, cuisine, not for a game.
2: Do you wear any like special undies that you have to wear every time, or music I you have to I, listen to?
1: No, I think in general, I sort of just like if I play a good game, I sort of stick to the same routine. Yeah, I guess yeah. the probably routines for superstition. Um, so yeah, is, but then what I'm, is your routine? <coughs> oh. But then I guess it just, like, it sort of changes because it has to change, yeah? like, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I always sort of, like, try and get to the get to the ground early, um, always try and have an ice bath and a hot shower just to wake yourself up. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it sort of changes. You know, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I have to get a massage, and then other times I'm like, no, I have to strap at this time. Yeah, uh, yeah it sort of... If I do something and I I play good, then I sort of try and... You do it again.
2: Um, Stick to the winning formula.
1: But then I don't, you know, I sort of don't lose my mind if it it doesn't happen. If if sort of, yeah, if if I'm on the team bus and I can't get to the ground two hours and three before the game, then I'm I'm not going to stress it out. Isn't it? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
2: I think it's time for my favourite segment, this or that. So it's pretty much, would you rather, we ripped it off. You just got to pick a side here. (laughs) And maybe yep. just give a reasoning why you choose that Sort
0: reasoning and, yeah, go with it.
2: Hey, first one. This or that. Score the match-winning try in a grand final or win the Clive Churchill medal? Oh, match-winning try. Yeah. <laughs> I think mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, this or that. Win five comps at all different clubs or three comps at the same club?
1: Oh. Oh, probably... Oh, geez, that's a tough one three, three, three comps at um, Yeah, one comp would be pretty special I'm just, just thinking of the logistics of having to move to five
2: yes. different comps. Yeah, <laughs> exactly We've already done three So two more yeah. wouldn't hurt yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah Three comps at South Wouldn't be too shabby um, Another one Be careful what you answer here Rabbitohs or dolphins Oh,
0: you We're up here They
2: have to say dolphins They're paying the bills Oh yeah. Think about all the, the Opportunity we gave you. <laughs> <laughs> No that's a fair answer uh, This or that A house is burning down Inside is Adam Reynolds And Cody Walker You can only save one Who do you save? Oh, <laughs> oh no uh, Can I save neither?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just let it go Dan. You can
2: You can for this one <laughs> Yeah yeah I'll let it uh, This or that Inglis or Slater? What was that? Inglis or Slater?
1: Oh yeah, probably, probably. I mean, on my team, probably Billy, but who I don't want to tackle, probably Greggy. Yeah, yeah that's a good
2: that's answer. Fair. I like that. Uh, so you've only just moved to dolphins from the rabbitos. Would you rather fight thirty rabbits or three dolphins? Uh,
1: three dolphins, I think. Three
0: yeah, easy. <laughs> easy. That's <laughs> this. That, look. <laughs> oh, they're vicious. Exactly. They're <laughs> look, we are conscious of time and we thank you for coming on. We just have one quiz left the Mark Nichols Goat quiz. We do it with all our guests to see how well they know their career and their milestones. So, how confident are you?
1: Uh, yeah, I should get four, surely.
0: Let's hope so. Yeah. There's seven, so 50% to pass. Uh, first question Who did you score your first try against? Uh, Bulldogs. And do you remember the rounds? A bonus
1: be about it was about round 23
2: oh 20. was the last round round 25 25 yeah 25. Yeah, 25. Yeah, I, I, yeah we give you the point there i
1: <laughs> it's funny like over time I, it, I hadn't seen the try in like probably the five years that i hadn't scored a try yeah. and in my head i felt like i'd run like 15 <laughs> meters to score and then i Finally, saw a replay of it and I literally
0: caught the ball. And you fell over.
1: Yeah, the fullback had dropped the ball. Oh, so right. They like, dropped the bomb like right on the try line, and I literally just scooped up the, the dregs of it. it down, like,
2: They're all worth four <laughs> points. You got to <laughs> claim that.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, so, like, in my head, i pitching
1: like
0: running from like 15 meters yeah, out.
2: Four tackle breaks and diving <laughs> over. Yeah, but, no, it didn't happen like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Second question, most tackles you've ever made in an NRL game?
1: 35? Mm,
0: oh, one off. One off, 36, Shit. and it was against Manly Seagulls in round two in 2021. That's pretty good. I think it was half point? Give him half I'll point for half that. I'll go half point yeah. for that. It was close enough. That's pretty good. Number three, in your 100th game against the Bulldogs in round 18 to 2021, you scored a try in the 73rd minute. Do you remember who created the try assist?
2: Fernsey. Yes, ding, nailed ding, it. Ding.
0: It was the left edge play made from a cutout from none other than Cody Walker.
1: Yeah, and then um, hosty thought he was hosty thought He was getting
2: the, getting was, the yeah. best, and you plucked it out of the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the best.
0: Oh. Okay, doing well so far. Not too bad. So, question number four. You played 128 games throughout your career so far. How many of them have been wins? Ooh, more than half. So definitely, yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, maybe,
2: maybe eighty.
0: Ooh, higher, higher. higher. Eighty-five wins. Eighty-five, yeah, which that's... is a
2: sixty-six point four-one percentage of wins. That's it's why you're the goat. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent.
0: This one might stump you, or it might not. I was actually surprised. So, what jersey number have you played the most NRL games in? 15? Number yeah. 15, that's correct. You've, do you know how many you've played? Not part of the question, but you, Bonus can, you can try. Every, uh, you got the exact number. Maybe 50. 46. Close enough. Interesting enough, you've actually played every number in the forward pack except 11 and 12. You've played 8, 10, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. Yeah,
2: which is pretty crazy considering you grew up playing second row. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Can't, Jack. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. There's still time. Yeah. Ask Wayne to put you in the 11 jersey round one. That's <laughs> it. I'll, I'll get on with it. All right. Next one. Most minutes you've ever played in an NRL game? Probably that manly game. Um, or it might,
1: have, it might even it, have been my if debut game, If I tell you the
2: game, it might spark a memory. St. George round 20, 2021.
1: Oh um, yeah, I don't know, maybe fifty-eight minutes.
0: Oh, fifty-five. Too You're ambitious. Not too far there. Off. <laughs> that was close. Come on, you know you can't play fifty-eight, Mark. Come on, fifty-five. Yeah, felt like
2: fifty-eight. <laughs> yeah, probably felt like an hour. Uh,
0: and the last one, obviously, you are the goat. What's the average life expectancy of a goat?
2: <laughs> Ooh. I don't know. Well, there's a two-year buffer here, so ten yeah.
1: years.
0: Yeah, you've tripled the life expectancy <laughs> of a goat.
1: That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no maybe, maybe, after, maybe after 10 years, people just will
2: forget
1: me and stop calling me the
2: goat. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, well, you
0: smashed that. You got definitely over 50. Yeah, you definitely passed there. Uh, I think you, you got
2: worry. four and a half or five, so you nailed your uh, career.
0: Um, but, yeah, we want to thank you very much for coming on the Castrol Podcast. You've been very generous with your time and uh, given great insight across your playing career, at the Raiders, Storm and South Sydney and now Redcliffe Dolphins.
1: Yeah, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. I'll, no worries. Uh, I'll be sure to send you some beers. Oh, you better. I'll <laughs> <We'll> be <laughs> better. holding you to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, we wish you the very best uh, with the Redcliffe Dolphins in their inaugural 2023 season.
1: Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank All you. Best. Thanks, Mark. See you, Mark. Ah, uh, say lads